Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shane needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day everyone. Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast for another week. We're back after a disappointing loss in a in this one, we're also talking injuries. We're going to preview the Carlton game as well coming into the weekend. Honey Badger 35 here with Bender, with Miguel Sanchez as well. We are live on video, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. We are on audio, on iTunes, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, all that good stuff. So jump in the comments, say good day, leave a review, do all that good stuff. Uh, Bender, you're back with us this week. Very glad to see you back. How We'll get into the Richmond game in a second, but general vibes for the week for the Eagles. It's been a bit of a mixed feeling one this week. Yeah, I think some positives came from the game and then some negatives as well with some injury news. But yeah, I guess we'll go over that a bit more later, but a bit of a mixed week. Yeah, mixed bag. And Miguel, uh, again, you know, Eagles post by, they're showing a little bit, but I just couldn't get it done. Looks like a team in 17th, but some signs maybe. Yeah, definitely some signs. We've had... um... Uh, I think we know where we sit and we're pretty much going to finish 17th um, regardless now. So, yeah, the results really don't matter. I think it's it's about the um, the intent that we show and, and that was definitely there. Right, let's get stuck into the football then. The West Coast Eagles, 13 goals, 15. I did a double, cha- uh, double take there because we do not kick scores like that very often. 13 goals, 15, 93 were defeated by, I failed to update that since last week, we were defeated by Richmond, 20 goals, 8, 128. Bender, a tough one for the Eagles because you look at that and you go, you know what, they've kicked a score. Uh, we had plenty of chances, same number of scoring shots. We won the inside 50s. Kelly, 40 goals, two touch, uh, two, sorry, forty touches, two goals, if you don't mind. Nick Nat's back. And yet, at the end of the day, a familiar story, four points to the opposition and almost a, a game that, you know, what could have been? Yeah, I think you you mentioned before when we were setting up, it didn't really feel like that big a loss come the end of the game. It kind of felt like there was probably a bit of a run on of junk time goals, but it the the general pressure and vibe from the Eagles was very positive. It, it felt like a good game to watch. It wasn't like that pre buy you know kind of of the season mm. where we felt like we were just getting smashed. It was good to watch, and yeah, the the performance from Kelly and, and Natanui especially that's you know what what we've We've expected from both of them, at least Nadanui just comes straight back in and does the job. But yeah, it was, well, like, you know, I enjoyed the game as much as you can enjoy watching your team lose, put it that way. Yeah, and a familiar theme, obviously, we did have that win against the Bombers. But Miguel, if we go back even to that Geelong game, it was sort of a similar vibe to that where you're coming into it, it's three-quarter time. And I'll say this, coming into halftime, the Eagles looked like they were on thin ice. You know, Richmond were getting a run on and all this sort of stuff. That third quarter was the best footy we've seen from the Eagles in some time. Coming into three-quarter time, it's a two-goal game. Some umpiring that I'm not a big fan of, and we might get into it later on. But, you know, it's a three-goal game at three-quarter time, and I think that's what it was against the Cats as well. It's They're not too far off some pretty decent sides. You know, Migs, Richmond are one of the form sides of the comp. So 
there are some things there to be a little bit encouraged by. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, got within, I think, got within 11 points when um, when Zane True kicked his goal. Um, yep. Yeah, and, yeah, I think you guys said same number of scoring shots. Richmond were kicking goals out of their ass, and we were missing um, some pretty easy ones, and mm. uh, that was probably the difference in the end. But, yeah, great showing. Match it, matched it with them um, all around the ground. Uh, yeah, Nat Nui, how much of a difference does he make? Uh, and that run on that we did get in the third quarter, the ball basically didn't um, didn't get down Richmond's end. It was sort of uh, you know, kick out of the um, – sorry, win out of the centre, straight into the forward line and – uh, and goals, and then we were able to lock it in there and get some repeat entries as well. So, um, yeah, that's we definitely saw signs of the the footy that we want to see. Um, we we really don't want to have to rely on that Nui so much because we know he's not going to be around forever. But um, yeah, certainly, um, uh, certainly. Sorry, I was just reading some comments there about um, Keys's resignation. Um, <laughs> Any truth of the rumour, Keys resigned from the pod to get Badge to quit a la Boris. We're not doing politics. We're not doing uh, touchy subjects, topical content. We're here to talk about the Eagles, so thanks for that. Keys will be back. He's yeah. just uh, gallivanting around WA. Uh, just but he, he will be back at some stage. At the risk of bringing politics into it, yeah, he's sitting on a beach in Hawaii, isn't he? Um, Settle down. <laughs> yeah, sorry, what was I talking about then? Um, yeah, we played well, not well enough. You know what? I'm not going to be bitter and say I think we did play well enough, but coming into the game, I mean, Richmond, uh, I think, yeah, what is it, 7-2 and two now in their last nine games, something like that. Uh, scoring shots we've talked about. I'm looking at that third quarter, Bender, and it's so fa- it's fantastic. It's promising, but it's also heartbreaking. Six goals, 541 for the quarter. Three times this year, mate, we've not even scored 41 for the game. So 6-5-41 against 4-1-25. That quarter could have been anything it could have completely blown it open we could have taken the lead back for all we know 4-1 plays 6-5 and no Kennedy so you know I think Ryan left a few out there he'd rather have back and things like that so there's stuff to tidy up but I don't know I can't help but be very encouraged by it it's going to get to the point where honorable losses are a bit annoying but there's something to this for now there's certainly it's better than getting belted yeah a lot, a lot of it comes back down to uh, are we seeing this this new game plan that we were promised you know what I mean where we're we're moving it faster down the corridor when we do rebound mm. and and you know taking risks but there, there was one particular play and they re, they replayed it where both yo and Jones were on the wing and yo stepped through four players and then Jones stepped through two players and it kind of felt like we haven't had players take risks like that in a long time mm. you know what I mean and to see those two who seem to have been probably the, the biggest drive from our back line for the past kind of few weeks. Um, that's the kind of footy we want to see. We want to see the game being taken on, the ball being moved fast. And at this point in our season, and because of our season, we can we can take the 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 counterpunch at the moment and go like, oh, well, we're, we're working towards something new. So I think it's, you know, if we're going to start playing that kind of footy the times now, and, and it looks like they're trying to. Maybe we, maybe all the whole synergy thing that we were eating up the whole first half of the year, maybe it's it's true. Maybe we were just waiting for things to click a little bit better. There's truth to the rumours. Our comment coming through here, I did wonder if they remembered that they aren't supposed to be winning, so took the foot off the accelerator after the third. I don't know that it was that. I will say Essendon did us a favour by getting a cheeky win on the weekend as well. So a little bit of daylight between us and, and that third pick. Eagles' second pick looks pretty safe. Pick one looks pretty safe for North Melbourne as well, by the way. So... I think we can just enjoy the footy, Miguel, for what it is and for what it's showing us. 
I mean, one thing that it showed us, and this is a guy that we might get around to it. I don't want to steal anybody's buy, sell, hold or anything like that. But you're looking at a guy like Waterman playing arguably the best month of his career. Cripps, probably the same. These are the guys who post buy. We're talking about Jones. We're talking about Yo. It's great to see Nick Nat back. But to the mid-sized forwards that are sort of on thin ice, they're loading up the credits in the bank. They're, uh, you know, depositing them all back in. Yeah, the forward line's um, been really good in the past couple of weeks, apart from their, their accuracy against Richmond. Um, mm. Yeah, they've been helped out, I think, by getting a bit more supply. But they're, um, yeah, they're, they're working a lot better together. Even um, they seem to adapt really well to Kennedy being out on the weekend. Um, they're playing Ryan forward uh, out of the square a lot more, which we thought they would. Waterman was probably deeper than he'd been. Uh, in the previous weeks, uh, Williams had um, Williams spent some time down there as well. So, yeah, they um, I, th- I think that forward line's working really well. Um, yeah, we're getting the ball to them uh, more now and, um, yeah, seeing the results. Uh, just before we press on with the footy, June in the comments would like to know, Bender, are you just drinking a giant stein a tankard of water is that just water or are you you on the it, pure vodka what do we got here it's it's dry july soda water i'm doing my my work is agreed to a team dry july and i'm getting a month nicely done just soda water mm. nicely done there you go right well uh we'll get keys back on and he will <laughs> very much make it an undry july at some point i'm sure coming up this month uh adam in the comments here bender says that schofield's influence starting to take effect in the middle and, and you mentioned there maybe it's the synergy maybe it's more availability because Shuey had his best game in a long time. Kelly, potentially his best game at West Coast. I don't think Nick Nat can be overstated, but even, you know, true, got 17 centre bounces. We didn't hide him away. But there's, there's different faces going through. People are getting a chance on the ball. Willie Rioli's still getting involved in the middle, which you love to see. Gaff, barely involved at the centre bounces. Again, there's structure to it. There's format to it. You can kind of see the direction they'd like to head. Yeah, and I think the the pressure... Uh, I think I think Miguel might have mentioned last week if we were in seventh place, such and such a player would have come in, or we would have played this player. But maybe the pressure of knowing where we are mm. releases the shackles a little bit and says, okay, well now we're going to play players where they're supposed to be played or test them out, you know. But I, I think I heard the, the commentator just on Kelly say that was the first time he's kicked multiple goals for us. Is that right? Yeah, I I heard the same, and I was surprised mm. by it. I'm sure it's right, but I was very mm. taken aback. I've got a feeling he. I mean, oh, I'm sure they're right. I thought he kicked multiple goals against the Saints a few years ago. Yeah, that St. Kilda just... game that he had a big one, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, mm. I mean, look, he looked great. And it wasn't oh, all Nick Nat. You know, Nick Nat does a lot for us, but it wasn't all him. Kelly was doing some of the dirty work. Nice to see Zane True get amongst it as well. Um, Migs, we can wax lyrical all day about a six-goal loss, ultimately. Where, I suppose, were the areas that you'd like to see them tighten up a bit? What were the things you'd like to see us turn around as we try and build on a little bit of a foundation over these last couple of weeks? Um, sorry, I was just looking up. It was Kelly's. Yeah, Kelly hadn't kicked more than a single goal for us in the game. That is staggering. Um, yeah, where was that St Kilda game? Sorry, you asked me a question. Um, <laughs> he, he kicked one goal, two against St Kilda. Um, yeah, need to tidy up. Uh, the... Teams are still putting on big scores against us, and some of that was the um, was the accurate kicking by Richmond. But we mm. um, that's previously been a strength of ours that we were um, uh, the defence was holding up really well, and uh, sides were having to get a lot of inside fifty entries for their goals. Um, that hasn't really been the case uh, for a lot of this season, and as well as um, Tommy Barras is playing. Uh, 
yeah, we're um, we're leaking a lot of goals. So I think that's where we need to um, tidy up. Whether that's a whether that's because having the guys like Yo and Jones back there taking the game on is is making us a little bit loose at times, or whether it's um, you know, inexperience of uh, you know, guys like Bazo getting beaten, although. Didn't notice him getting beaten too much. Um, no, I was going to sort of do a little round view of the defence, I suppose, yeah. Migs. But Bazo was, I mean, he was largely on rewalt for really extended stretches, yeah. if not the whole game. A lot of us were calling for Harry Edwards to come in for that reason, but he looked very assured down there or certainly didn't really lower his colours at all in a tough matchup. Yeah, and I, I think rewalt kicked three, but a couple of those were sort of gifts. So, yeah, I thought Bazo did a good job. Um, but, yeah, we can't. Uh, we can't be giving up 120 points a game, obviously. So um, mm. winning the inside 50 count and then giving away 20 goals. So, yeah, I think that's what needs to tighten up. I think they fell into the trap a little bit. I was having a good old sook on Big Footy about it of doing what Richmond want you to do, which is draw the man and handball over the top. They kept falling for it again and again. That's what killed us in the second quarter. And I think there was a bit more of a decided effort to concede. All right, you can run it out of halfback. Have a bounce. Have two. At some point, you're going to have to kick it. And that's when we started seeing Barras getting the intercept marks or aggressive kicks into the center circle getting turned over, things like that. Uh, Bender, anything that you'd like to see tidied up? And then after we're done with that, let's spend the next hour and a half talking about how much we love Brady Hoff. Um, Look, I don't think I left the game being too annoyed with anything in particular. I think Mm -hmm. we we were beaten because we we weren't good enough. I don't think it was because we were outcoached or, or anything like that, you know what I mean? Um, so, no, I don't think, other than, you know, it was, it was nice to win because we won the contested possessions, is that correct? Um, inside 50s, I believe. Yeah, and... well, definitely inside 50s. I'll, I'll check if I've got contested possessions. I don't, but I'm sure you're right because we were in and under and right in the thick of it. Yeah, I think that was a definite plus. But, you know, I, I don't think outside of the win, I don't know, I'm... I'm I'm feeling a little bit like I'm just taking whatever they're serving up at the moment. But outside of the win, I, I thought it was a fairly positive hit out. Uh, comment coming through here from Twitch from Moss saying, Richmond are very good at holding outside players at stoppages. We got killed in the second. And it's we won the contested and the uncontested as well. He comes in and confirms. So thank you for that. I love these fact checkers in the comments. This is great. Uh, but yeah, it is that thing where maybe it's inexperience with some of the younger guys. Maybe it's old legs, maybe it's a bad strategy, you know, with some of the old guys and maybe the way the coaches approached it. But Richmond do front run, not in a critical way. They like to get numbers ahead of the contest and sort of draw the handball, run along. So I think we got sucked in a little bit, tidied it up as well as the game went on. Uh, Paul in the comments asking about some final ins for the week. We will talk about the Carlton game a little bit later on in the show. But one of the names he's mentioned there, Miguel, Sam Petrescu-Seaton, came in as the injury sub. We'll talk about Yo's injury later on in the show as well. Did you see anything from him that you thought, yeah, there's an extended run of footy in his future? I mean, it looked like he broke his ankle at one point, but apart from yeah. that, he was he was doing plenty in a very short period of time. Yeah, came in. Uh, he's had a couple of good games sort of getting thrown into that back line. I can't remember the first one that was before the bye. But, um, Richmond was his first game back, I think. Like, first yeah. game in defence, I think. Um, you mean the other Richmond game? Sorry, yeah, I mean the first time around. That's the first yeah. time I can recall them throwing him back. Uh, no, Maybe it's a bit of a specialty of his. Then he's going to play um, halfback against Richmond and no one else. That's it. But That's it. Um, I know he didn't like sort of being thrust in that role in Carlton, but he's um, he's looked pretty good back there. The times that we've um, we've had to throw him back there, so yeah, that might be 
might be where his future is. He hasn't um, he hasn't really been given much of an opportunity in the midfield. He's played sort of forward with the odd stint um, in the mid, and he uh, he hasn't um, almost on the wing. Um, He's never at the coal face. Yeah, I'd like to see his centre bounce numbers for the season. I think they'd be pretty low. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've. Uh, He's definitely an option there um, and maybe his versatility that we can sort of throw him back there if we lose someone or we want to switch things up or something um, might uh, play in his favour. But there is, there's a lot of guys, some of them getting mentioned in the comments, um, there's a lot of uh, defenders who can't get in that side at the moment. So it's, um, you know, Witherden, Nelson, Foley, uh, Rotham's mm. been dropped this week. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a side where there's not a lot of, it's a, it's a spot where there's not a lot of vacancies, but yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely putting his hand up. Uh, while we're talking about guys that were, I suppose, sort of half back, sort of wingers, I guess out and out wingers go on then Bender, let's do the Brady Hoff chat. Cause I want to just talk about this bloke forever. 20 touches on the weekend, 10 marks. He had 10 touches to quarter time. Uh, the Pendlebury comparison has been something that the media, slash, ironically, the big footy board have now started to run into the ground like you would not believe. I don't know about all that, but... Does he, he have a basketball mind. background? Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. But uh, he, you know, heads towards the boundary, stops props, and suddenly he's just in space. I don't know how he finds his way through traffic like that. So maybe, if I'm being really facetious, I guess. But, you know, he's, he's looking great. And for a guy that perhaps wasn't even going to play this year, he's, uh, I mean, he's probably a rising star nomination chance. And he's certainly looks like a key piece to the Eagles rebuild. Yeah, so it's two first quarters in the row against that he's yes. really exploded and he's had he's mm. had like, you know, really good starts to the game. Um for me, if, you know, to play a comparison, you know, whether he ever becomes as good or not, he reminds me a lot of Isaac Smith um in terms of he tends to run and kick long, you know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe not as floaty a kick as Isaac Smith. Maybe that might be something more positive, but he's he just maybe it's just his build at the moment that reminds me of it as well, but there's definitely something him. there. When just, we played the Cats, seem, he outran him. Yeah. Um, he just... he Look, I think he's got a lot of composure. I think you guys have been saying it for weeks as well, that he, he plays like a, a an experienced player. But yeah, there's there's a lot to like about it, isn't it? You know, so especially... I think I've mentioned it on, on Big Footy this week with him and Bazo. I don't think, like you said, Bazo's colours weren't, colours weren't lowered. Um, and then whatever happens with Chester, I think it's been a, a decent three picks so far for the mm. off-season. Um, but, yeah, I'm very excited about what he can produce. Let's just hope he keeps on the same trajectory. 81% time on ground. Coming through here on Twitch again is Moss. 95% disposal efficiency. Hoff's a champ. Hard to disagree. Shall we get into buy, sell, hold, gents? Do we have any lasting thoughts, I suppose, on the Richmond game before we get into that? Otherwise, Miguel, I will open the floor with you and you can lead off. Who would you like to buy stock in this week? Um, I had a few guys I was going to nominate, but a lot of them have already been talked about. So, um, ah, go for it. Tommy, Tommy Barras, I think, is holding mm. up really well, um, despite what I said about our, our backline leaking goals. Um, we talked last week about uh, how he adapted his game against um, Peter Wright uh, at halftime, and Wright was you know, headed for a bag of 10 or something. Mm. Um, and then I thought he did really well against another guy who... Um, you know, he's got a couple of inches on him in, in Tom Lynch. And, um, yeah, to hold their spearhead to two goals out of 20, I thought was a really good effort. And, yeah, and he, honestly, um, 
where they, they were pretty forgettable two goals, you know. I think was one of them maybe from a free, a little snap around the corner, things like that. He was all yeah, over Yeah, one him. of them was one of those junk time goals that Bender mentioned as well. Mm. And he also he seemed to have the strategy, like you said about adjusting last week. This week he seemed to say, if you're going to lead any further than 65, 70 metres beyond goal, off you go. Go get a touch on the yeah. wing. And he doubled back and then just become the spare for a minute. So... He, yeah, given what Tom Lynch did last time, seven goals, five last time the Eagles played, two goals, one, not uh, not exactly the worst uh, effort there from from Tommy Barras. Good call. Yep, and uh, he's getting his uh, getting his tyres pumped as the next captain as well. Um, from someone where is that year, out of interest? Because I think uh, it's a good shout, and we had it earlier in the year, but I, I don't know that I miss. I must have missed that one. Was it? I think it might have been Hazelby. So it's a good good shout, despite being Hazelby. Barras and Brayshaw are going to lead the WA clubs next year. Yeah. That's all the talk of the town. Uh, yeah. Bender, which player would you like to buy stock in this week? Uh, another another player we already mentioned would be Cripps. I think he's had two huge weeks where he's been mm. solid, really good games, run up the field, doing doing the stuff he was doing in 2018. You know, um, I think it's been two huge weeks for him, and it's uh, you know I, I like seeing him play well. You know what I mean? He's a bit of a malign player, and when he because he 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 burnt you know he burnt someone huge from what I remember, and he has a mm-hmm. habit of maybe being a little bit fumbly. But he was he was outstanding on the weekend. I thought At, behind Natanui and Kelly, I thought he was one of our best players. Yeah, and a really promising month, I suppose. Like you know, the last couple of weeks, as you've been saying, twenty four touches for Cripps, three goals, two. He absolutely owed us a goal at one point. Then he turned around and just uncorked this ridiculous fifty meter shot on the run. So he sort of came back. Eleven inside fifties for him. In a similar vein, my buy is going to be Jake Waterman. Again, a guy that gets maligned. He's sort of stuck in that no man's land of he's too good to be a fringe player, but he's not good enough to be a lock for, you know, top, let's say top 15 first names picks. So he's kind of in this no man's land. Uh, 16 games he played in his first season, 13 the following, 10, 14, and currently on 14 this year. So looks set to play the most games in a season that he has for the Eagles. 14 touches this week and last week, 16 the week before. 14 the week before. He's kicking goals, 10 marks. He's covering the ground, 91% time on ground as well. So it's going to be important as we phase out Kennedy and as we move along. If we're going to get some drive and get the footy moving up the field, get Waterman out, get him running. I like it. Good for him. All he can do is play well, and he certainly has been. Uh, Miguel, let's do hold. Who do you want to hold your stock in this week? Um, I'm going to say Jack Redden um, because he just doesn't get talked about much. just completely no nonsense. Uh, you can just rely on him to go out there, just quietly rack up 20, 24 touches and um, yeah, do a job and probably do some of the hard work that allows um, guys like Kelly to get off the chain. Uh, just quickly, it's not going to be my buy or my hold or my sell, but I don't actually know that we've mentioned Petricelli. So I did want to say with Petch, that was interesting. They, they used him in the middle. That was one of the guys I was thinking of a bit of experimenting with. Uh, did he kick a goal? Did he bob up and kick a goal? Yes, he did. One goal, two. He did have a bit of a killer miss, but a couple of great tackles and some nice signs there from Petch. So, Bender, I really hope I haven't just stolen your hold, but that's uh, okay. We'll take it away. Who, who are you holding this week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jermaine Jones. I think yep. he's um, he's showing glimpses of of really positive stuff, of you know, great rebound and evasiveness, and then mm-hmm. sometimes he can butcher it, but... I think he's uh, look. I think he's definitely worth persisting with in the position that he is for the rest of the year, and seeing what we can get out of him going into next year as well. 
especially now with no Yo as well, which we'll get into. Uh, a hold for me, which is interpreted, do I want to hold stock or do I want to hold off on buying him? But Zane True, I was pretty low on him at halftime. To be honest, I'm not even that high on him at the moment. I think some people on Big Footy are pretty happy with his output, but yeah, there's hard to judge. It's small sample size. It's one game. And I think we were all in agreement. Maybe he got picked as a bit more of an experiment. Bender, I think you brought it up before, you know. Is this this the sort of pick that we would have done if that was a top four clash? I, I highly doubt it. Now, with that said, the goal was a great moment. The thing that's most encouraging for me is they had 17 centre bounces with him in it. They're picking him. They're going to play him. They're going to give him an opportunity. He's not been at, oh, thus far, I shouldn't say with any certainty, but it looks like he's not going to get dropped this week. It looks like he's getting another crack at it. So if you're going to bring a guy in for a debut, play him for a month, see what he's got, that's fine. Good opportunity to get some minutes and sort of form a proper AFL level opinion about Zane True. So I'll just I'll just hold on that for a while. Uh, Miguel, who are you selling? Yeah, True. I thought um, picked up probably took about a half to pick up the speed of the of yeah. AFL and 100%. yeah, it was a lot better in that second half than the first half. Um, so yeah, um, certainly surprised me. I wasn't expecting much from him at all. Um, sort of in the Callum Jamison camp of uh, not expecting. <laughs> Uh, much and I'm stalling here because I didn't really pick a, um, a, a sell. Um, probably the only the obvious ones. Uh, Connor West had a, a quiet game, um, used in a strange role. Uh, I couldn't really work out what it was, but um, seemed to be forward almost all of the time. I don't know whether he was trying to do seemed, a job on Flosten or something. As much as anything, it wasn't even. Yeah. That we can't play your middle, so we'll play off the half forward line. It was. He was really deep a lot of the time. Yeah, did kick a goal. I wondered whether he was, I don't know, niggling Vlosten or something because Vlosten <laughs> punched him in the guts late in the game. Punched um, him in the head. Yeah, on the head, was it? Yeah, got suspended for it and all. Punched him straight in the head. Okay. Yeah. That's a week for that. Um, <laughs> and he's he's out this week with Achilles soreness. So, yeah, um, I'm not sure what's going on there. But, yeah, if I had to pick a whole, uh, cell, that would be it. Yep, fair enough. Bender? Mine's more maybe of a lease than a sell. I'm going to say Duggan because <laughs> okay. I, I don't know I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think he knows what his role is and I don't think he's 100%. So, something's not right, you know. So I think he his disposal is off. He's making poor decisions. I don't know. I want him to get himself healthy or go get some touch maybe in, in the seconds. Um, but I, look, I like him in the best 22. I just don't think he's in form at the moment. No, and a couple of those easy goals on turnovers were just him kicking it to grass inside their 50, just odd yeah. decisions and, and real killers. I forget who said it. I apologise to whoever said it on Big Footy for stealing their content. Uh, somebody suggested giving him a run in the seconds in the middle, just say go to the midfield, play. I know it's not your role. It's not finding form for that, but just go do something different, clear your head, get a shitload of the footy. I think it's a good idea because... You know, again, if the grand final was this week, on paper he's in our best 22, but, geez, he doesn't look in great form. So if it's, if we're in an experimenting phase, send him down, see if he can get a bit of the footy in the middle and, and we'll go from there. Uh, who am I selling? There's a lot of criticism coming in for Bailey Williams' output on the weekend. It's going to be tough playing second fiddle to Nick Nat for a while. I thought Jamison badly needed a rest, so I had no issue with him coming out. Honestly, I think they will keep persevering with Williams. I guess in terms of the sell, maybe just a lower expectations, but I think Williams is going to play more games than Jamison from here on in. 
I think they both needed a bit of a rest. They both carried a load that perhaps weren't expecting for most of the season. So it's a bit of a cop-out, a bit of an easy one, but I'll say Bailey Williams. <laughs> Rotham Doug and Ruck duo in the waffle, by the way, is one of the comments as we move into our injury list. And Miguel, it was pretty good reading for a while, actually, all things considered. This week, though, some familiar names, some important names starting to bob up. Sheed has had a line put through him for the year. Yo, who's been in just resurgent form coming back this week. He's running full tilt, chasing down the wing. He gets two hands in the back. No whistle, just by the way, just quietly on that one. But that's a hammy. And then Gov, we're still waiting on some news for him. So do you want to do it all at once? How, how do you want to tackle this? Do you want to go through him player by player or just the general vibe of we're losing a couple of key pieces? Could be a silver lining in a cruel sort of way. Yeah, I suppose in the um, in the circumstances we're in, where we're not, you know, we're basically locked into seventeenth, and we're experimenting. It's not the worst thing in the world to have these guys um, have their seasons end early, if that's what's uh, happened. It's already happened for Sheed. Mm. Um, a bit surprised that Yo um, wasn't as bad as it looked because it looked very similar to the Shep one in the um, the twenty eighteen finals that. Um, well, knocked him out for the rest of that final series and that mm. was pretty severe. So, um, yeah, Yo and McGovern, you, know, you wouldn't be rushing to get them back for round 23. So, yeah, it does give us an opportunity to um, trial some of the, the the other younger guys that we haven't seen as much of yet. Um, yeah, no, Sheed being... Well, Bazo's probably got as many games as he has because um, McGovern's been out. So, uh, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the silver lining from it, I suppose. Uh, Bender, let's talk with uh, Elliot Yo on this one because is he at the point of his career where I think all the Eagles fans are sort of at this point with Shuey, for example. Nice to have him. Can't rely on him being there week to week. Obviously, he's had a really bad run with injuries of, over the last couple of seasons. One very bad one in particular, and then never quite got his way back from that one. Seemed that he was getting on so, uh, solid ground, and then now the hamstring. Is it just that? Okay, yo, if he's there, he's there, fantastic. But we need to start planning for either life without him or an ultimate plan for him. Uh, I don't think it's it's uh, going to become a trend for him. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't. I think mm. I still think he's young enough to be able to, to heal from this and continue on and play, you know, a, a full season of football. I think he's just had a bit of rotten luck, obviously, the past two years. And I think this year, I think he's still, you know, he's missed a heap of footy pre-season, then he's missed patches here and there. I just don't think his body's right, you know, and I think that comes from a, a full pre-season. And I think he can get back to his best next year. Uh, it's sad because I, I saw someone say that his prime has been ruined by injuries, which is sadly a, a sort of true, you know what I mean? We kind of expected him to become probably one of our, our best players in the past kind of three years. Mm. Um, and, it's, and it hasn't quite come to fruition. But look, I think... I think a solid preseason. I, I, my personal opinion with his his injury, and I hope, like Mig said, they don't rush him back for round twenty three kind of thing. You know, I hope that they just kind of say, "Look, how about you get your body right, hit the preseason running, and then get a, get a better season out of you next year." I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys, and I mean, Gov Sheet and, and Yo, we're talking about now. Gov, just don't rush him back. With his, it's almost they almost seem to be contact injuries, so you can't preseason plan for that, but. Happily enough, put a line through him. They talked about Chester today as well, just said, look, the plan for him is to be training by the end of the season. But 
let's not be rushing anybody back. All the eyes are on next year anyway, as is. The results thus far, or for the rest of the way, don't really matter. So put a line through some people, early preseason, long preseason. Badly needed for a lot of these guys because they didn't really have any preseason this year. Gents, let's get into the Carlton game. There is, I mean, a lot of interest around this one in terms of Carlton suddenly resurgent all these years of being the sleeping giant that I've been forced to listen to year on year on year on year on year that they're ready and they're building and they're coming. They're pretty good this year. And yet, stupid loss to St Kilda last week. I, Miguel, I really still am not quite sure that I'm sold on Carlton. Maybe I'm just bitter. Maybe I'm just anti-Vic. But I don't really know what Carlton are. And I wonder, are they there for the taking or am I just sort of starting to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit too much? Yeah, they're a difficult side to get a read on and they'd be bloody frustrating to support, I think. Yeah, uh, definitely there for the taking. Uh, on paper, they should be knocking us off. But, mm. yeah, you don't. They're, they're in that stage where you don't know who's going to turn up. Um, they're a little bit uh, short down back. They've had a lot of problems getting their... Um, their key defenders out on the park, uh, including um, Sam Sam Durden or Corey Durden. Sam Durden, who they drafted in the mid-season draft, parachuted into the side and then instantly got injured. So um, might be an opportunity if we can get our um, uh, more supply to our forwards for Kennedy to kick another bag of five or something uh, against the side that didn't want him. So, <laughs> SPS, uh, yeah, by the way. I, I suppose – sorry? SPS revenge season, by the way. Oh, yeah. Also against the side that didn't want him. Um, can we bring Kane Lucas back as well? Give him a go. Get him in. Um, Get him around. I don't know what happened to him. He fell off the face of the earth. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, it's definitely um, definitely a winnable game for us. Um, I'm sure we won't go in as favourites. No. Uh, yeah, a lot will depend on whether that the midfield can back it up, you know, whether Kelly can back it up. Um, they might give George Hewitt or someone a run with role and, and um, uh, try and quieten him down a bit, uh, get him to work through that. Uh, Nat Nui should have it, should have the advantage over DeConning, who's, who's had quite a good year, but is still pretty raw as a ruckman. Uh, so, yeah, we if we can win the ball out of the middle, nullify their midfielders, um, Cripps and Walsh a bit, um, and forwards can kick straight again. Uh we are definitely in with a chance. Uh, Don't ask what tips, though. No, we'll get to the tips later. That's no spoilers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Pender, going through some ins and outs, it's always hard with these Sunday games to know the exact final lineup, I suppose. But Kennedy isn't in. Harry Edwards also an in, which is important because they got some size down back. Simo today was talking about Richmond having a few smalls. Maybe that's why he didn't play. So Edwards comes in for Rotham. Kennedy comes in uh, for West, I guess you'd have to say there. And then we've got the yo one to sort out. Petrovsky, Seaton, Witherden, Foley, Greg Clark, Jai Cully. They are the options. Who do you think is is definitely coming in? And then do you think there's any other changes on that extended bench to be made? Uh, I think, well, Kennedy's a lock, you'd have to mm. say. Um, then, yeah, yo out. We're going to have to bring a, a backman in. I'm hoping they go with uh, Farat. You just said his name and it escapes me now. Foley, Petrovsky, uh, yeah. Seaton, yes, that's Witherden. One. Yeah, Foley. Foley, Foley? Um, uh, Petrovsky Seaton should be coming off the medical sub, wouldn't he? And then we'd have to push someone to the medical sub. Um, mm. So then if we true keeps his his position, he probably gets pushed to the half forward flank, you'd think, with um, 
west out, you'd think. Not ideal, but it's it's likely to happen. And then, yeah, I don't know if... I'm not sure wh- where Harry Edwards comes into it. I think... Uh, so they got Mackay. You think Grass mm. would take him. And Kerno, I think, would carve Edwards up. I don't think he has the the, the leg speed to keep up with Kerno, you know? So it, uh, maybe Bazo. I know he's young and raw, but I reckon he's probably got a little bit more flexibility. But I don't know who we actually put on, on Kerno, really. But mm. we, Weedering is the big one. I reckon... I, I would quite confidently say that we our forward line would have their their measure without weedering but he comes back in and he makes a huge difference to their defense yeah i mean kennedy coming back in should straighten us up a little bit and should help darling grow and these sorts of things migs i'm going back against that game i watched last week was carlton st kilda the most frustrating game of football i've ever seen it was carlton dominating them and failing to put a score on the board and then the saints are just sort of bang it in and somebody had outmarked their key backs so that gives me a little bit of hope uh, now, let's do the usual gloss over some of Carlton's key numbers, and they are very interesting reading here. Migs, this is the team that touches the footy the most in the league. First in disposals, first in handballs, third in kicks, second in marks, and then the opponent, they don't get a look in. The second fewest opponent disposals in footy. They are dead last in hitouts. They are very, very bad in the tackle rankings as well. So for a side that looks like they play such contested footy, the tackle numbers surprise me. And as you pointed out before, you think maybe Nick Nat's going to get on a little bit of a roll in this one, you know, going off the, the game script. What does that mean? Because I haven't watched too much of Carlton's footy, I've got to say. Um, those numbers sort of suggest that maybe they try and control possession a bit, do they? Um, and yet, whenever I watch them, they seem to just be all guns blazing, you know, link up in quick... Obviously, they've got the big body mids, but they just handball back and forward to each other. Out they go. I don't see them... They're not chip mark around the back flank either. They really go from the back flank. So I, I was quite surprised to see that they're high for disposals, as, much, as high as first for disposals. I thought that's a bit odd. Yeah, if they're not winning the ball at the source, um, they're surprising. Saad and um, and Doherty running off half back. Yeah, they just um, go. Yeah, that's that's the real danger for us because um, we haven't been. You know, we're picking a, a tall side. Um, we're not particularly quick in the forward line unless you know. Pitch uses his um, his quickness and Ryan and Rioli. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. We don't want those guys running away from us. Get out of the podcast, dog. There as well, just signing yeah. off. Yeah, just stop. I pitch. couldn't quite hear you over his bloody snoring. Just stop, Petch. I wonder if that was a late change. Just putting it all together now. I wonder if West was pulled up a bit sore somewhere along the warm up, and they just swapped him with Petch. Because I'm thinking you push Petch forward, and then that gives you the opportunity to play. Clark or to play, you know, it would might have been West moving a little bit forward up the ground. So interested to see what happens there. Uh, Bender, we've got a comment here that says, Cully for a run with roll with Walsh, get some on-ball training. Now, this is another one like Zane True where from waffle form and from what we've seen, doesn't look ready if we were going all guns blazing for this game. But uh, we're in the learning phase. Is that something you'd like to see? Is this the weekend that we see Jai Cully debut? Uh, I don't think he will debut. And if he played on Walsh, Walsh would pull his pants down. There's just like he's, I'm sorry, Walsh is just beyond anything that Cully could do. If I wanted Cully in the side to learn something, it'd be against Cripps. I think that he's, okay. from watching him, he seems like a really similar player. He's big, he's contested, and he's he not exactly a speedster. But I reckon if, if there was a learning opportunity, it would be against Cripps. Now, I think either of those players would make him look silly, but... um. That would be my preference if he does come in, if he, who he's going to learn from or play on, I think. Uh, Migs, I think I saw a tweet from 
was it yourself? Was it Keys? I saw a comment from somebody today about whether or not we're going in too tall, which is the age-old question for the West Coast Eagles. A little bit of rain forecast for Sunday, maybe in the morning. We might get away with it. But that brings me on to Shannon Hearn, guy that mobility, you know, it's not always been the strong suit, and that's where we're going with this kind of line of thought. There's been some chat that he wants to go around again. He showed glimpses here and there. He's still been a bit of a glimpses player this season, but does he have a classic performance in him? Is this a guy that you think could offer us something between now and then, or are we almost going through the motions, the wrong word, but you know, we, we're putting him out there because he's our best option and, and just hopefully he can line everybody up a bit, or is, is he actually going to play some damaging football for the Eagles this week, next week, for the rest of the year? I think his most value to us in that back line is as as an on-field coach. Um, okay. you, you do see him, you know, even the more senior guys like Barras, he does um, give them a lot of direction. So I think that's his advantage. Uh, that's his um, that's the advantage in having him out there. Um, his lack of speed, he in, in the one-on-one contests, he makes up for that with his um, with his footy smarts and you know, three hundred games of experience. When the ball gets out in the open, he's going to get beaten, um, even by some of the bigger guys um, for speed. So, yeah, we can't play. I, yeah, I, I do worry that if we're playing Edwards and um, Barras and Bazo, mm. not that those guys are particularly slow, but they're still big guys. Top heavy. Um, yeah. Uh, you bring Witherden. If Witherden comes in as well, that's, he's not overly quick. Um, we'd be very slow coming out of that back line. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, something to watch for. A little bit of love in the comment there for the uh, for the podcast dog, just snoring away, having a bit of a sneeze. Yeah, there, good it, stuff. it gets less Put lovable him. about 3 o'clock in the morning, June. Put him to sleep. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Bender, we'll get into tips in just a minute, but is there any particular matchup that you're excited to see? Is there somebody in this game that you want to see grow? You know, is it, What do you want to take away from this game, I suppose, when we're talking next week? Um, yeah, not, nothing in particular. I'd like to see, uh, you know, Ryan probably have a bit of a better game than, mm. than he has in the past. Kind of, you know, he's been a little bit hot and cold, um, but not a, not a direct matchup off my head. But, the, you know, from, from the person saying before about the, the Walsh-Cully, sorry, yeah, Walsh-Cully kind of matchup, when I was kind of thinking about possible matchups, my, the first one I went to was was Cully... Um, uh, Jeez, I'm sorry, Crips. Crips, um, Crips yeah, yeah. which is one I, I'd be pretty excited about. Um, but outside of that, I think our, I think our our forward line matches up well on their back line, and I think you know they're with Saad and and uh, man, I'm sorry, I'm terrible. With their rebound defenders, they they play <laughs> that a little bit loose. That's the one. Play a little bit go. loose, you know what I mean? Which is good for us. So yeah. But nothing in particular, but a nice one to fantasise about would be Cripps Cully. I think that would be a really good one. Migs, do you think we are any chance to see Cully? You know, we've sort of batted around perhaps here. Is it on the cards? Uh, obviously, he's close if he's been in the extended squad a couple of weeks. I don't know. Uh, we'd be bringing him in pretty raw and it'd be a learning experience. I don't know if we can do that with him and True in the same side. Yeah, um, good point. Maybe one or the other. Um, yeah, I'd also, I'd probably be playing, um, Stark at eight, um, or Cummins and Stark at eight. I don't think you need Maxwell, um, the extra spin with Maxwell with the, the way that Travis head bowled in that first test. Right. I've just muted Miguel because we're not having that. Apparently Simpson said no in his press conference to Cully playing in the comments. 
I was uh, just clicking around trying to find some info and I accidentally let some cricket chats uh, skip in. So my sincere apologies to everybody on that one. And if you heard something that you were offended by, then I, I, I do apologise. Uh, Bender, you can lead us off then with some tips for West Coast versus Carlton and West Coast versus Carlton only. We are only talking football. Who is going to win on Sunday? <laughs> what player is going to impress us the most? Uh, so th- this is a legitimate tip. My last one was obviously a very optimistic tip, but I honestly think we we I reckon we've got two wins, two more wins in us for the year. I think it's going to be with Carlton and Adelaide. Okay. I think they're, they're, those are going to be our two more wins for the year. So I think we're going to get it done this weekend. Um, I think the player to watch for us is going to be I'm going to say Rioli. Um, yep. uh, you know, no, no surprises there, but I think he's he's going to do something special. Uh, I agree with you that two wins for the year. I think Adelaide as well. I probably would be looking at that Hawks game maybe, or the Saints are a weird unit. You never know what you're going to get with the Saints. So maybe that game. I can't bring myself, Miguel, to tip us this week. Unfortunately, I think Carlton will do enough. Their they're midfield, I mean, our mids look great. Maybe Nick Nat puts on a clinic and, and just silver service, but... Their midfield is very, very strong. So I think the supply issue might be a battle we'll lose this week. For me, I want to see Liam Ryan play football. It has been an unwelcome theme of his game lately that he's seeking contact, looking for freeze. If he gets caught where I feel like maybe he used to create, now he's just, I'll just drop my head, just do a little Jack Ginevan. I'll try and draw something. So play footy, play him out of the square for all I care. Liam Ryan going to be very important to the Eagles this week and in our future. So let's it starts now. Let's play some footy and get back on track. Yeah, you pinched my Liam Ryan was going to be my pick. Um, so Apologies. I'll go for uh, Brady Hoff to, uh, to build on his uh, his good form last week. Uh, I thought he was robbed for a, um, a Rising Star nomination. So pick him to get uh, 23 touches and a Rising Star nom this week. Uh, in a losing effort, though, I think we'll go down by 22 points. Um, yeah, uh, Carlton, will, their midfield will just uh, get over us in the end, despite uh, Nat Nui dominating uh, DeConning in the ruck. And uh, where do you think Kevin Durant ends up at the start of next season? We can do basketball chat. I think he'll... <laughs> you know what? I reckon he might stay. He's a weird unit. I reckon he might stay. We'll wait and see. Does Simmons stay with him or is he gone? Who's to stay? Simmons will stay because no one wants him. Anyway, we're getting off track. We're getting dangerously close to other sports. So uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for watching, for listening. As I said, look, if you're listening along, leave a review. If you're watching with us live, leave some comments and uh, share the show and get a bit of a crowd coming around. No cricket chat next week, but we will have more footy chat as well. So hopefully, Bender, thank you for jumping on the show, hopefully on the back of a win. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant has a basketball background. I will, uh, you know what? I'll pay that one. Fair bump. I will play that. Miguel, yeah. back again. Thank you very much for jumping on the show and we'll chat next week. Yeah, no worries. So, no, uh, only footy chat next week, but can we have baseball chat? I'm not. No, nah, if you think I'm naive enough to fall into that trap, come on now. <laughs> anyway, Leeds United are in town in a few weeks from now. So, we'll save it up for the special Leeds pod. All right, guys. Thank you very much for watching, for listening, and all of that good stuff. Go the Eagles on Sunday. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Oh.